the Memorare. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy, hear and answer me. Amen. All across the Gulf South, it's 7 a.m. Time to wake up on Catholic Community Media. Good morning. You're listening to Wake Up on this beautiful Thursday morning. You are tuning your heart to the truth. I'm Gabby Smith, along with David Dawson and Damian Collado. Hey, guys. She, good she morning. Said What's so funny? Yeah, she yeah, said, she said I'm trying what? to figure out where that's at. Maybe yeah. in uh, somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I, I rode my bateau to work today, so Man. I don't want, you know. <laughs> I can't it's wait beautiful for beautiful because we are alive and we you, are breathing. You, You're right. Uh, that's <laughs> that's why it's a beautiful day. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not a drought. That's the good part, too, right? We need the rain. God has we, given yeah. us rain yeah. and just breath and life. It's a beautiful oh, day to be amen. alive. Amen. There so. you go. Amen. There you mm-hmm. go. Okay. It's also the feast day of the conversion of St. Paul. Big day in the Catholic Church, and we're going to offer up a prayer on his behalf in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. O God, who taught the whole world through the preaching of the blessed Apostle Paul, draw us, we pray, nearer to you through the example of him whose conversion we celebrate today. And so make us witnesses to your truth in the world. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Well, we are starting off with some events in our listening area at 10 after. You can go to ccmedia.live. You've been sending us some wonderful events, and we are so grateful to continue to spread the message and tell our listeners about what's happening in your church, parish, or community. In 18 minutes, Allison Daigle joins us. She is the CEO of the Women's New Life Clinic, and she'll be updating us on what they're up to over in South Louisiana. In 35 minutes, David Dawson Jr. will be with us, COO of Witness to Love. Today, we are diving into marriage and family life, so it's always a wonderful conversation with Dave. And in 48 minutes, Father Matthew Dunn, We'll talk about the Eucharistic Revival in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. He's a pastor at Christ the King at LSU, and he has some wonderful updates to give to us. So we're looking forward to today's guests on our show. And Damien, we are looking forward to your weather report. What do you Uh have for us? Well, you know, uh, Dave was wondering if the drought is over, and I would say it is. Uh, But... (laughs) The continuation of rain is not. We will continue to receive rain and moisture in our area, not only today, but tomorrow, as well as through Saturday. As bands continue to move from the uh, southwest into our area, 100% chance of rain today, winds out of the southwest, 5 to 10 miles an hour. High expected to be around 70, low 61. So it's very damp, muggy, and misty, and even foggy in some areas. So be careful when you take to the roads this morning. Uh, Tomorrow, a 70% chance of rain with patchy fog in the morning. And the same holds true for Saturday. The high still will remain in the 70s, low 70s. 
and you won't see the sunshine until Sunday. Temperatures in and around the area, Baton Rouge at 66 right now, 69 home at Thibodeau, 68 over in Covington, 70 degrees and foggy in New Orleans, and foggy in 64 in Gulfport. Those mm. are your temps and your forecast. And Dave, yes, I would yeah, say the drought at, is over. Yeah, I'm looking at the radar. Boy, we're about to get, uh, yep. it's about to happen all over again. About in 9 a o'clock few this morning, Baton yeah. Rouge will get it. New Orleans will get it an hour or two after that. Mm-hmm. And Gulfport's getting showers off and on right now coming out of the Gulf. That's so right. it's um, right. a lot of rain. Yep. It's good. We need it. Yes, yeah. we do. It's beautiful. Uh, maybe maybe next year's crawfish season will be all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't look promising this really? year for sure. No, no. It's, it's well, it's almost five after the hour. Get up, get going. We've got the gospel and reflection coming your way with some events on Wake Up. blessed feast of the conversion of St. Paul the Apostle, today's gospel comes to us from Mark chapter 16. Jesus appeared to the eleven and said to them, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. We've heard the gospel, and now we reflect. It is fitting that on the Feast of St. Paul's Conversion, the Church chose this reading that recalls the Great Commission to all Christians. Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. It is an important example of how the Heavenly Father deals with his flawed earthly children as he invites us and challenges us to cooperate in the family business of the Blessed Trinity, which is the salvation of souls. Only God can use broken instruments to write straight lines, of which I am an example. He is not at all deterred by the fact that we are weak sinners. In recent years, following the call of Christ's vicar, St. John Paul the Great, there has been a worldwide effort to mobilize the church for a new evangelization. His request, be not afraid, and come out into the deep, challenges us to bring the gospel anew, not only to mission lands, but especially to the secularized post-Christian cultures of the West. This holy pope called Christians to rekindle the fervor of the early church and allow themselves to be filled with the order of the apostolic preaching which followed Pentecost. In this daunting task, few of us can go to distant lands. Our missionary field is, well, it's where our feet are, that is, where we live and work. What then are some of the key steps we can take? First, we must make our personal holiness a priority. Only saints and those who are striving to become saints are the real difference makers. Secondly, we must sanctify our daily tasks by infusing our mundane activities with prayer. Years ago, I heard Kimberly Hahn, then a mother of many small children, say, I am converting the world, one diaper at a time. God is not impressed with our worldly accomplishments, but he loves and works through 
a supple, humble heart. Finally, we need to practice the love of the early Christians for one another, whose example prompted the pagans to say, oh, look how they love one another. Have a wonderful day. This is Jimmy Sagers. Thank you, James. Ten after the hour, and it is Thursday morning on Wake Up, January 25th. A big shout-out to my sister, Maureen, who is celebrating her birthday. I won't say which yeah, number. Well, boo, you're about to let that out, weren't I you? I know she's listening, <laughs> so I want to say happy birthday to her. Yes, uh, well, that's I, if, nice. If I wanted to upset her on her birthday, I could have <laughs> You could have broadcasted, yeah. yes. But in the meantime, Theology on Tap presented by the St. Anselm uh, Youth Adult Ministry, is returning for their winter series. Join the gang at Fat Boys Pizza in Covington for some faith, food, and fellowship on the following dates, March 6th. Then they're going to meet again on the 13th, the 20th, and the 27th. So uh, get out there and learn a little bit more about your Faith and at the same time have some food and fellowship. A lot of food. You seen those pizzas? Oh, yeah. Oh, they're huge. So if you're going to eat somewhere, that's not a bad spot. You're going to, yeah. All right. There'll be a day of prayer, fellowship, and reflection on Saturday, March the 9th at Sacred Heart Catholic Church on Main Street in Baton Rouge. That's from 9 to 5 p.m. If you're a member of the Knights of Peter Claver or Ladies Auxiliary, Knights of Columbus, or the Ladies Auxiliary, I guess, for the night, or a part of the Catholic Daughters of America in the Diocese of Baton Rouge, you are invited to attend. But you said RSVP by going to, just go to ccmedia.live. We'll, we'll steer you in the right direction. There you go. Well, you are invited to the CYO Spring Retreat the weekend of March 22nd through the 24th. It's open to 8th through 12th grade students. Come join young boys and girls for a weekend of rest, prayer, fun competition, and community. You will meet at St. Catherine of Siena that Friday at 530 and return on Sunday at 1030. You definitely don't want to miss it. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. All righty, and Total Vision is a two-day seminar where there's a deep dive into John Paul II's Theology of the Body, and if you desire to learn more about life-changing and teachings as well as uh, the seminar itself, it starts today, but you still have time to show up and register. There's going to be two sessions. The first one is today and tomorrow, beginning at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Tomorrow is at 9 a.m. all the way to 5 p.m. Then the second session is the 26th through the 27th of this week. So if you want to learn more, uh, just go to ccmedia.live. And you're invited to attend a 12-week study of the Creed on Thursdays starting February 15th from 1 to 3 p.m. That's at St. Catherine of Siena Church in Metairie. The study is far more than a list of faith facts. Catechism of the Catholic Church Pillar 1 provides a sure map for your journey of faith and how you can enter into that story. Spaces are limited, so register no later than January 31st. Go to ccmedia.live. We'll send you there. Well, on April 11th, there will be a retreat held at the Archdiocesan Retreat Center in Metairie if you live in the New Orleans area. The retreat's goals are to strengthen your faith and its application in our daily lives, to renew ourselves spiritually, and to build strong, lasting friendships. The retreat includes lodging for single occupancy rooms, all meals and supplies, and it will conclude on that Sunday with Mass at St. Catherine of Siena. A reception and celebration will follow. You can go to ccmedia.live for more information. 
Okay, and Rock Jr. CYO at St. Peter's Catholic Church is having a regular meeting. It's going to be on the 26th, which is tomorrow, from 5 to 7 at St. Mary's Hall. All 5th and 7th graders are invited to attend for food, fun, and games. So they're planning to have that. And I just want to mention uh, the blessing of the throats for the Feast of St. Blaise will be a uh, general blessing at all the Masses on the weekend of February 3rd and 4th at St. Anselm's Catholic Church in Madisonville. But I'm sure there will be a number of churches that will be doing that as well. So make a note of it if you want to get your throat blessed. Uh, February 3rd and 4th. Check your uh, bulletins in your church parish for that information. Okay, almost 15 after, Allison Daigle, CEO of Woman's New Life Clinic, is next here on Wake Up. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for January 25th. Today we celebrate the conversion of St. Paul. Not many saints are remembered for the moment of their conversion, but few saints are like Paul, and few have as dramatic an experience as he did when he encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. In an instant, Paul saw that he had misused the zeal of his dynamic personality to zealously harass all Christians and all that Jesus stood for. In one moment, Paul became a slave of Christ, whose goal was to be a minister of reconciliation and an instrument to help others experience Jesus. It was one sentence that moved him, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. In an instant, Paul realized that Jesus was, in fact, the mysterious fulfillment of all he had been blindly pursuing. From that moment on, Paul tirelessly proclaimed and lived out the message of the cross. Paul's writings can be hard to understand and appreciate, but who could question the meaning and beauty of his oft-quoted words in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, which begin, Love is patient, love is kind. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. From Franciscan Media, This has been Saint of the Day. 18 past the hour. You know, if St. Paul were preaching today, they say he'd be on Catholic radio. Hmm. Okay. That's right. That's right. I love hearing that. Happy to be his platform anyway, because we kind of are. So I'm with uh, Damian Collado and Gabby Smith. (laughs) And right now we have Allison Daigle is going to be joining us. She is the CEO of Woman's New Life Clinic, and she's going to update us on things. Allison, good morning. Good morning, friends. How are y'all? We are great. We are really good. You know, we just just to just to keep updating on things. We're still, I guess, in a way, we're we're thrilled that Roe versus Wade has been overturned, but a lot is still going on, and that doesn't mean everything is is perfect. Uh, what are you experiencing with that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're excited while we rejoice that Roe was, in fact, overturned. The abortion industry had been preparing for that for decades, but Uh they're not stopping. And we're seeing in this post-Roe world the abortion industry just filling the the social media and just women's lives with lies and Mm. misinformation. And it's so sad 
women deserve truth and they need help mm-hmm. and they deserve help and they deserve to be loved. Yeah. So we're so excited at Women's New Life Clinic to empower women with truth and facts about all of their pregnancy options. They deserve to know the realities of abortion, what that looks like, how dangerous is abortion pill by mail, what are those risks. And we're here to, to show her and how we can help her to either parent her child or make an adoption plan. Yeah. We're not just addressing the unplanned pregnancy, right? Um, sure. Our professional, our professional counselors and nurses are addressing all of the circumstances, the crises that surrounding that pregnancy. And it's those circumstances that is, is causing a woman to consider abortion. So folks need to know abortion's still a reality. Women can still get abortion pills by mail. This is a very dangerous practice. Um, so sad that women are having these abortions at home alone in yeah. a, you know, on their own. And um, we want to make sure that they know all the facts and that we're here to help them with our free medical and mental health services. Have you noticed an uptick in patients or have, are, are, you know, people who are just curious or what changes are you seeing since this has happened? You know, it's really interesting. I think probably maybe pre um, the overturning, you know, pre Dobbs, we probably saw a, a few more patients than we are now. We did see a little bit of a dip, but then, you know, you, you get these spikes and these surges and we it's always interesting. We see women that come in. Some have no idea that abortion is illegal. Some women think I can't get it. And now what do I do? Um, Some women still come to us thinking we are an abortion provider. Oh, wow. Uh, You know, we get calls. Oh yeah. We get calls every day. Like, do you provide the pill? Really? Really? Gone are the days when women are asking, Hey, do you do birth control? I mean, of course we do get those requests and we obviously do not refer or provide contraceptive services, but Mm -hmm. we'll get those phone calls. And um, because the abortion industry is just doing so much to confuse people, the American people, um, particularly women, they're preying on their vulnerability, they're preying upon their crisis. So women are very confused. And so we are fielding all of those phone calls, um, whether it is the woman in crisis, and we want to help her, it is the woman wondering, you know, what kind of abortions are available to her. Um, She wants to know if she's going to get in trouble. You know, that's one of the things the abortion industry says, like, don't, if you have complications after having an abortion, don't tell the emergency room staff you had an abortion. Oh, my. Oh, um, goodness. It's, it's, it's maddening what's happening. Um, you and I want to make sure that we receive immediate emergency care if we need it. Yeah. Why would you tell women to, to lie about that? Or, um, you know, there's a lot of fear put out there, and so we just want to make sure that women know truth and that they know love. We are uplifting yes. their dignity at our clinic. I think I think it's Allison. A, yeah, go ahead. You got me. Well, Allison, you guys are doing just that. But also, I want to talk about the other side of the coin here, not shaming women who have had abortion. Of course, yeah, that is something that we know as Catholics and we believe is is wrong, morally wrong. But if a woman comes to you saying, I had an abortion, um, not showing grace you know, and saying, we are here for you. You're supporting women. We are here for women. Talk about that part and how Women's New Life Clinic welcomes everyone who has either had an abortion or considering abortion or even well woman care. Mm-hmm. That's something Absolutely. I think that we think we have to shame the woman who had an abortion but oh, is gosh. remorseful right. for it because they are given all of these lies, mm-hmm. like you said. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And counselors have shared with us over the years, you know, women come in often saying two things. 
Number one, I know what an abortion is. I know the reality of the choice I'm facing. Um, they don't take it yeah. lightly. And two, I don't know how I'll live with myself if I go through with that. Yeah. And I love to speak with our priests and pastors, with religious and the community, to make sure they know that we're available as a resource to provide professional counseling, because it is the women and the men that are hurting, and they deserve that love. They deserve to know there's healing and there's forgiveness. And they may, you know, in the Catholic faith, we know that women and men may be confessing it over and over again, and the Lord is so merciful, and He's just, of course, has unending mercy and love for us, and women deserve to know that. We have counseled women and men, anybody impacted by an abortion. It could have been a month ago. It could yeah. have been 20 or more years ago. Um, perhaps someone, when they were a teenager, just wanted to drive a friend out of love and compassion for right, her, wanted right. to drive her to the abortion clinic. We've counseled them. Please, listeners, know that this counseling is available and free to all. It's confidential, um, and it's for as long as you need it, Gosh. for sure. That's great. And, and it's free, uh, we also too. Offer that's, that's amazing. It's free. All yeah. of the counseling's free. So we also offer counseling for pregnancy loss. If a family, a couple, um, a woman has struggled with a miscarriage or a stillbirth, or perhaps she lost her infant, you know, soon after birth, like to SIDS, we have counseling available one of our counselors in New Orleans is trained in EMDR, which is this amazing therapeutic yes. technique to help folks with mm -hmm. trauma. Many really? women come in, yes, and they consider abortion. You know, we think about why, why would a woman do that? There's so many reasons, right? Sure. And they're some in crisis. Some women have had, they're in crisis. Mm -hmm. and, and some women have had a prior birth trauma, and um and that's what's, you know, scaring them to have another delivery. Yeah. Um, but we have this technique that's available to them that's very helpful with folks struggling with any anxieties, anxieties or phobias um, after a traumatic experience. Do you get many men who come in? I mean, I heard you say there's counseling we, for men. Do you get many? Yes. Really? Yes, okay. we, we have. Not many, not many, but mm -hmm. it is available for sure. Yeah. yeah. So we will counsel when a woman comes in with an unplanned pregnancy. She may be a minor. She may have parents involved, grandparents, aunts. Uh, anybody involved in the pregnancy-making decision, um, we want to make sure that they know counseling is available to them. For That's sure. great. That is really good. All right, we need to support you, and you got a lot of stuff going on. So, so tell Thank us what's you. coming up and what we can do. Absolutely. We can't continue to help women and men without the generosity of our supporters. So we have two big events coming up this spring. We're so excited, one in each city. Born to Run New Orleans, presented by Miguel Elias, APLC, is going to happen on Saturday, April 13th at a new location at Lafreniere Park in oh, okay. Mattery. All right. Registration is now open. We have sponsorship and underwriting opportunities available. So folks can go to womansnewlife.com slash born to run. Right. You do have an early bird deadline. It's going to be next month. Um, you can save $10 off an adult registration if you register by Friday, February 23rd. Something really cool we have, it's called Lifesaver Status. So if teams of 10 or more earn Lifesaver Status, which means they get to pick their own team, T-shirt color, nice. put their logo, churches, school groups. We love to see all the different colors out there on the race route. So much fun. All right. Lots of food with Knights of Columbus councils and others that provide food for us. So a fantastic event happening Saturday, April 13th in Metairie. April 13th. And then we have the weather should be good. April 13th. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be beautiful. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, for sure. And then Saved in Hope is mm -hmm. a dinner benefiting our clinic in Baton Rouge. That will be Wednesday, May 8th at Drusilla's Ballroom in Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. uh, we're so excited to once again have Bishop Duca joining us. He is so generous to endorse the event for us. 
we um, are having our keynote speaker, Dr. John Bertolski. He is he amazing. amazing. <laughs> this guy, yeah. I cannot wait to go to go hear him. And and we we've had him a few times as a guest, and he just he will blow your mind if you do nothing else. You've got to go. I know. Listen to Dr. Bertolski talk. It's amazing. He's His amazing. Story. A former abortionist, yeah. um, Catholic convert, just a really powerful testimony that we can't wait. So last year, Saved in Hope, we kicked it off. Last year was our first event so beautiful, and that allowed us, the funds that we raised there allowed us to complete the renovations of our brand new Baton Rouge clinic. Yeah. So we have, yep, we're there. Um, we've hired a nurse practitioner in Baton Rouge, so all of the services in both New Orleans and Baton Rouge are available to women. Um, we have, of course, the unplanned pregnancy services, but our nurse practitioners do well woman care, SDI testing and treatment, prenatal care up to 20 weeks, mm. and abortion pill reversal. My so all of those services are, yeah, we're, we're so um, grateful for all of our supporters that come out to these events. So if folks are interested in Saved in Hope, seating is limited. It is a limited event, but mm-hmm. um, you can make your patron reservations or underwriting opportunities are there also at womansnewlife.com slash Saved in Hope. This is something you, you strongly want to consider going to all of these events, everything that's coming up, yeah. supporting Women's New Life Clinic, because, look, you're saving lives. I mean, I've actually witnessed that at Women's New Life Clinic when, when you were next to an abortion bill and uh, seeing you guys change hearts and change minds. It was it was amazing. So, I mean, hey, we got to save lives. We've got to support Absolutely. Women's New Life Clinic. So. Allison, thank you. Thank you for joining us thank again you. and looking forward to talking to you again and, and continue, continued success. We're so grateful for y'all. Thanks for the opportunity. All right. God bless. God bless you. Wow. Those guys Amazing. are my heroes. Yeah, they, they are, are my heroes. They do so much and, and they knew what was coming when, when, um, when Dobbs happened. They knew Roe versus Wade when it was going to be overturned. They said, oh, this is going to be an entirely different uh, battle. If mm-hmm. you will, yeah. and they and they were ready for that to even serve more, you know, just amazing. That's a thing. So, yeah, yeah. All right, it's at the bottom of the hour. When we come back, Gabby's going to be talking to somebody by the name of David Dawson Jr. It is twenty nine past the hour. You're tuning your heart to the truth on Wake Up. past the hour you are tuning your heart to the truth i'm gabby smith along with damian Collado and david dawson david dawson jr now joins us david dawson senior is in our battery studio not to be but confused david dawson yeah. jr is the third or fourth around as well i mean uh, <laughs> i'm more I'm, I'm trying to get him to do that it <laughs> yeah. could happen it could happen <laughs> That would be very confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, that, listen, and, and, and look, we haven't mentioned the priest, uh, David Dawson, and the That's Diocese right. of Baton Rouge. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't confuse anyone. Right. D- Dave, you are the COO of Witness to Love, and today we are talking about marriage and family life. Today's topic is quite interesting, how our hearts tend to be divided. This makes it really hard to enjoy great gifts of love within our marriage and families. Do you have any tips yeah. or anything that we can do to kind of combat this? Yeah, for sure. That's, that's one of those things I think. Uh, so I, I started doing Exodus 90 again, uh, unwillingly oh, yeah. at first, but, uh, you know, a bunch of guys here wanted to do it. And I was going to tell them, you know, this is not my year, but God told me otherwise. And so I'm rolling with it. And <laughs> it's amazing how, you know, he, he continues to surprise me uh, when we're doing these things. This year, there's been a major focus just on my marriage and family and 
uh, one of the things realizing that when it comes to like, I always want to love my wife and my kids better. I want to be able to really enjoy their presence, to really uh, focus on them and give them that joy, give them like that the experience of being delighted in, you know. Uh, but it's amazing how that's like, yeah, I'll, I will, I will, I'm gonna get there. Uh, but there's always something that keeps me from. I'm just, I'm tired. I've got this the one little thing I got to get done, um, and I'm realizing, you know, now that so Exodus 90 has got you, you know, looking at your phone all the time. You're not eating sweets, not eating between meals, not drinking alcohol, and none of those things. You know, I wouldn't say I'm like addicted to any of those things. Maybe my phone, but of course we're all are, so no big deal, right? <laughs> Except that, yeah, you know, now that I'm I'm not, you know, getting into there's there's, there's not as much during the day that I'm looking to, to be a source of consolation for me. It's not like, you know, it's amazing how these tiny things end up being where I kind of define like what it means for me to have good things, right? Mm-hmm. To have good things, then I'm going to open the pantry and just see what's in there. I'm going to pick up my phone <laughs> and just see if anybody's, you know, uh, talking to me. Uh, I'm going to pick up, you know, a, a, a cookie or something like that after supper. And like all these little things where I'm just going to sit and watch something, you know, at the end of the day, there's nothing wrong with any of these things, but I found that like, what it does is I've defined my happiness and my joy, not in a kind of any kind of conscious big way, but in a little tiny ways throughout the day. And when those aren't there, those aren't available, I'm able to actually see how awesome my wife and kids are in a way that I wasn't before. Hmm. And I think mm-hmm. as we move towards Lent, like it's amazing how a lot of times, you know, the, 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 the obstacles to, to doing marriage and family well aren't really huge things. Sometimes they are, but for the most part, there are all these little ways that our hearts are divided Right, and, I, and my heart is pursuing a lot of little tiny things, hmm. and so therefore I, I really don't have the energy or the habit of or the focus to be able to to, to really give my wife and my kids what I want to give them. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Dave, talk about the power of love languages and knowing what makes your spouse feel loved and appreciated, because that's something in marriage that I think has been so transformative to so many people, so many couples. But realizing what makes your spouse feel loved and how can I do that every single day? And for a lot of us, it can be a great challenge. Yeah, for sure. I think one of those things, it's, it's, it's amazing. And the fact that marriage is, is, a, is a man and a woman means we're marrying someone that is not like us, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> which is hard. But it's also what makes it so fascinating and awesome. And that's how God made us, right? He, gave, he made it to where we don't make sense by ourselves. And we're fascinated by the otherness of the other. Uh, and when it comes to giving and receiving love, we do that differently, both as men and women, but also as individuals. Uh, we just, you know, it, it's, it's, we speak a different language when it comes to giving and receiving love. And, and truth is, when my heart is divided, when I'm kind of focused on just getting through the day and trying not to feel bad, you know, I want to feel good. And so I'm reaching out to all these little things. I kind of am going to default to my natural way of loving. So for me, I'm a very physical touch kind of guy. So I'm always pulling my kids in, bringing them in. That's easy for me to do. Mm-hmm. But I got a bunch of kids who they want to hear my thoughts. They want to see my eye contact. They want me to listen to them speak. And when I'm just kind of getting through the day, I really don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear all the little <laughs> stories. I'm like, come here, give me a hug. All right, go do your yeah, thing. You know. I mean, which is a problem, right? If I'm yes. if I'm just all about my business and just trying to get what I can out of the day, it makes that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes it much easier for me to speak the love language of my kids, my spouse, when I'm focused on them. You know, and that's yeah. a, that's a habit, right? It takes some time. <laughs> 
I'm chuckling, Dave, because usually when I pick my son up from school, that's when the all of the frustrations of the day or the, you know, the middle school drama yeah. of the day comes out. And I just sit there and listen, even though in my head I'm like, oh, I went through this or, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. I can't believe you're saying that. Like, just it was it's <laughs> absurd. You know, elementary school, like he said this and she said this type right. of thing. Uh, but sitting down and listening to your child kind of vent or talk about their day because, I have always had parents say one day they're not going to say that yeah, or one day yeah. they're not going to want to have anything to do with you. Right. But talk about in that moment with our little kids, because we, we do have younger kids, um, being yeah. present in that moment and, and listening to them, how important that is for them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, if you can, it's hard to remember when we were kids. Uh, but of course, you know, and, and we can't force ourselves to, to, to pretend like we're back in middle school and pretend like we're super interested or that we're not grateful to not have to be going through that anymore. But at the same time, I think to, to what we have to cultivate is an appreciation for them as a person. I think a lot of times my wife and I get caught, especially my wife, and I see her doing this a lot, and we've talked about this, she knows this, but, but to, caught trying to say, okay, I don't want them to feel bad, so I'm going to X, right? And we try to fake it till we make it. <laughs> and our, our motivation is fear that we're going to screw our kids up, right? Yeah. Or fear that they're not going to mm-hmm. feel loved. Like that could be good, but we're kind of forcing it and we're pretending to love them. They're going to know. So I think if it's not coming from a sincere, actual interest in who they are. So I found when I'm doing well and I'm listening to these middle school stories, it's because Mm -hmm. I want, I'm I'm interested in the way that they think and the way that they articulate it. I'm not super interested in middle school drama, but I am interested in how they articulate and think through these things. Mm. I'm familiar with these dynamics, but it's always beautiful and interesting, you know, and new to hear the way that they articulate and the words that they use and the way that they move their body moves and, and the way that, you know, the voice sounds, that's what I can take joy and delight in. If I'm not focused on just trying to get what I can out of the day, that to me is Absolutely. the hardest part. Yeah. And we always talk about being present and because we will never get those moments back and in a blink of an eye, right. they're out of the house and we're either growing old with our partner or some other life event happened where we wish we could have that moment back. Yeah. Uh, real quick, sure. Dave, we have about a minute, uh, a, a tip or two on how we can be present with our family today. Yeah, today I would say uh, put the phone down and, and if you're focused on what's that next thing that I can get, whether it's food or if I can just sit and have a drink or watch TV, like, what if that didn't happen today? Mm-hmm. Just today. Mm-hmm. And instead, what can I do to just focus on my family, right? And not like for 10 minutes, not for 15 minutes, and then I'll pick my phone up again, but like, how about just for the day, right? See what happens. That's actually a great preparation for Lent, too, nice. right? I can yeah. give us some good Yeah, that's some what I'm direction. seeing. I'm seeing Lent coming yeah. down the line there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's well, good, though. <laughs> Yes, and congratulations to you for starting Exodus 90 again. What is this, the third or fourth year that you've done it? I don't even know. I stopped counting. It doesn't help. Oh, my help. goodness. <laughs> I, I, that water is cold this time it. of year. And that water is so is cold so this cold. time of year. Oh, It's colder in Thibodeau than anywhere else. I'm I bet you. it is. I bet oh, it is. I think they refrigerated. They send it through some kind of yeah. refrigeration no. process. Yeah, I think you're just getting old. <laughs> right, right, right. You could never do older it. And older. older and older. Older and older, but... You know, <laughs> who am I to say that? Right. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> David Dawson Jr., COO of Witness to Love, where can our listeners and viewers go to find out more information about what you do over at Witness to Love? Yeah, witnesstolove.org. Lots of great resources for people who are preparing for marriage, but also uh, if you're already married. It's a beautiful, beautiful movement. Happy to be a part of it. 
Thank you so much, David, for joining us today. And thank you so much for giving us that tip. Maybe we'll get some listeners to maybe contact you about Exodus 90 because you're a pro at it. And, uh, <laughs> right. like uh, yeah. do it every year. Or a glutton for punishment, one or the other. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, stay with us. Father Matthew Dunn will join us when we return from the break. He's a pastor over at Christ the King on LSU's campus in Baton Rouge. And we are going to be getting an update on the Diocese of Baton Rouge's Eucharistic Revival. It is 45 past the hour on Wake Up. Thursday morning and wet outside, so prepare accordingly. Uh, we're trying to get a hold of our next guest, Father Matthew Dunn, who is the uh, pastor at Christ the King Catholic Church on LSU's campus, to chat a little bit about Eucharistic revival in the Diocese of Baton Rouge. One of the things that uh, I was going to chat with him about is the fact that there's the Passport Federation Chapel pilgrimage. Lafayette Diocese started it about, oh, three or four months ago, started inquiring, and it looks like Baton Rouge Diocese is now doing the same thing. And you ask, okay, what is that? Well, there's a number of churches that you can go to that have adoration, and if you make X number of visits, five in this particular case, you actually get stamped or you put a check mark, then you could drop off the passport at the uh, in a little box over at the Holy Rosary Catholic Church, Our Lady of Holy Rosary Catholic Church in Santa and you are qualified for a prize. No they're kidding. Gonna, can I? Yeah, you can play this. with it if you want. Yeah, open it up. Where do you get those? I wonder. Is, where do you get those? Yeah, well, it, yeah. I, I can hopefully Father Matt will share all that info. But if not, I'll be glad to do it. That's my job here at. Catholic Community Radio <laughs> is to make sure we're prepared when a guest doesn't show up. Okay, but, I'm looking at the chapels here. Uh, You've got yeah, uh, it starts with Our Lady of Holy Rosary you Catholic can read them Church. All if you'd like, but I mean, uh, the, there's a number of church parishes, not just in Baton Rouge, they're throughout the that. diocese. Yeah, that's why it's a pilgrimage. It is. It is uh, Sacred Heart. Uh, it says Lake Chapel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it says Saint Mark. St. Teresa of Avila. This is all in Baton Rouge. St. John the Evangelist. Oh, yeah. Sure yeah St. Agnes. Ascension of Our Lord. Um, let's see. Uh, East Saint, Catholic Church of East St. James. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. You okay. know where that is. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And then St. Joseph, most, most Blessed Sacrament. We know who that is. St. George Catholic Church. I go to that one. Sacred Heart uh, Catholic Church. And then St. Agnes, Our Lady of Mercy, of course, has a beautiful chapel. St. Thomas mm-hmm. More does as well. Immaculate Conception Church in Denham Springs. Our Lady of Mount Carmel Catholic Church. And then the Chapel of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. So uh, this is this is wonderful. This yeah. is fascinating. I like so, that. And yeah. I'm yeah. glad uh, somebody picked up on it. Uh, oh, here. I'm yeah, sorry. give it back. I was going to steal it's it. It's my passport. Uh, <laughs> he has to get it stamped. It's the only one. Not you, Dave. I <laughs> actually, I actually came across it uh, yesterday when I was making uh, a visit, adoration, uh, at St. George Catholic great. Church, yes. and so um, I figured uh, it'd be a great topic to uh, to talk about. Come to find out, that's what we were supposed to be chatting about. If, if nothing uh, else, though, just going into these these chapels, you're going to discover beautiful 
beautiful, quiet yeah. little places of respite. Oh, yeah. Just amazing yeah. places. Well, Some of the chapels around here are breathtaking. We're in the you third know. year of the Eucharistic revival and the dias- uh, throughout the country, and USCCB is the one who, who kicked this off because people— Catholics in particular, um, only 30% at the time believed that the Eucharist was the actual body and blood of Christ. And so the bishops decided, hey, let's bring this to the forefront, and we've got to get our Catholic people to understand the true faith and what the beauty of the Eucharist is all about. And um, that's the whole reason why the uh, passport concept uh, came about as well. And it's the the third year, so everything is happening now at the parish level. It's yeah. trickled down to the parish. So this isn't like a required no. time. In other words, when you go to these chapels, it's like if you spend a whole hour here, you get the, you know, you you, you can stamp it. I mean, you can go there for ten minutes, right? Right. Okay. Good. You, it's, you, I mean, some folks are just getting started. That's yeah. right. Yeah. No, no, there's no requirement as to how long. Great. Now, yeah. if if you're a contest player, you're going to walk in. Say I was there and walk out. But who does that? I mean, this is about your faith, okay? Mm -hmm. This isn't about winning the prize. The prize is a nice little line out. But let's be honest. We're going to be with Christ when we show up. That's really what it's all about. And adoration. I agree. I agree. And I think it's also important if you've never stepped into an adoration chapel, I encourage you to do it, especially during this Lent, even if it's for five minutes. We're Mm -hmm. all so busy and we're like, well, I don't have time to do that. I don't have time to do an hour, you know, or I'm not going to go at two in the morning. Um, Not saying that, (laughs) but just five minutes this Lent or even today, step into an adoration chapel. There's so many, even along the Gulf Coast in New Orleans and Baton Rouge and Homa Thibodeau that you can go and spend some time with Jesus and just see how it is sitting there and being like, hey, Jesus, I've never yeah. been here before. Having that conversation, what would you like me to, to do? How would you like me to just say a prayer? Ask Jesus, what does he want from you as you sit there? Um, because one step could really make a big difference in your prayer life Absolutely. as well. I remember, I remember going quite a few times because I was told by people, you're going to sit and listen to the Word of God. Boy, I listened yeah. and listened and listened. I didn't hear anything. It took me many visits before that started to sink in. And the first word that he told me, Dave, you need to shut up. I'm trying to get a word in edgewise. And me it, too. You know? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking uh, no, to me. No, no, no. I'm talking about God, not you. You say that all the time. So. <laughs> in, in regards to uh, one thing that has been noted, Three years ago, again, as I mentioned, the study showed that 30% of Catholics believe the Eucharist was the body and blood of Christ. The latest study now shows that over 50% believe oh, it. Oh, good. So the Eucharist, Eucharistic revival has really, uh, really touched the hearts of a lot of people in the Catholic faith, and we need to continue to pray. Pray that we get to come to know who Christ is. Uh, another thing that they're doing is the Eucharistic pilgrimage. Now, this is the real pilgrimage yes. that's going to be taking place. It kicks off between May 17th and 19th, and there's four routes. The route for the south of the United States is the Juan Diego uh, route, and uh, that is starting in Brownsville, but they will pass through Louisiana and stop at uh, St. Louis Cathedral oh, wonderful. Uh, as part of the route, and then they're going to go on up toward Kentucky, and everybody winds up in Indianapolis 
for the Eucharistic uh, Revival Congress or the Eucharistic Congress Convention, which is in uh, Ju- July, I believe. Yes, and and I have a feeling as it as it comes along, as time uh, marches on, we can find out in details well that where that pilgrimage is going to, yes. but that procession. I'm sorry, not the pilgrimage. Where the procession is going to be, it may even be coming through Baton Rouge. It right? may. I, we, I picture the interstate. We, yeah, we we still don't know or yeah. haven't heard. Okay, uh, but there's going to be mass every day as part of the process too. Great. So, uh, and if you're young enough and you have the opportunity to be a part of that pilgrimage and walk the entire route, if your little heart desires and you're capable <laughs> of doing it, and uh, so that you could go and, and learn about that as well uh, by j- just Google Eucharistic Congress. Uh, pilgrimage, and you'll be able to find out all the details as to where to where you need to go and how to sign up along the way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, well, it's I love be the great. passport. What a what a wonderful idea! I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. So hopefully, I don't know where you can get them though. I found mine in a pew. But, that's um, a good place you know, to find. Okay. Um, that was that was for my you, that was that, that's right. <laughs> that's why I'm not letting Dave have it. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> that's okay. I'll pick I'm me sure up one the diocese. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, uh, well, we wish Father Matt the best. We hope um, we get to talk to him next time around. But uh, we also thank you for tuning in to wake up this morning. Uh, so glad to have you. And we're going to wrap up with prayer if you guys are ready. Yes. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, teach me to be generous. Teach me to serve you as you wish. May we follow your footsteps just as St. Paul did. And open our eyes so we can see you each and every day and those we meet. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Big thank you to Jeff Blackwell, our audio director, and Karen Cotton, our video technical director. Couldn't have done it without you both. Tomorrow, Father Doug Bush joins us. He's a pastor over at Our Lady of the Lake in Mandeville. He's talking about an upcoming conference. Gary Zimmett, Catholic speaker and author, will talk about hope, truth, and how to trust in God during your with your anxiety. And Dr. Daniel Burns, director of lay programs at Notre Dame Seminary, will be with us. And we're talking about the Men of the Immaculata Men's Conference Mm -hmm. with Mark Herman. Stay with us. It's going to be a wonderful show. Have a great Thursday. God bless. Wake Up is a production of Catholic Community Media.